Work all night and I drink a rum. Daylight come and we want more. Stack banana till the morning come. Tallyman, tally me banana. Daylight come and me want go home. Come, Mr. Tallyman, tally me banana. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. This is Reservations. I am Jeremy Blair. And I'm Rain Whalen. And man, like, okay, this one, if I'm remembering correctly, is we're we're done pretending the hundredth didn't happen, right? Yeah, we're okay. Done. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Hope you enjoyed it. We uh, we have now caught up in real time. Okay, we're we're caught up. Okay. Cool. Uh, so so before we get into it, dude, we saw No Time to Die last we night. We did see No Time to Die last night. Um, the James Bond movie that was supposed to come out last year, but you know the posters still say November. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but dude, that was a, that was rad. It was rad. It was better than Spectre, which is good. Which um, you know what they they did it. They they maintained the pattern. Yes. Of, well, it's because of the fabulous direction of Kerry Fukunaga. Yep. Uh, if anyone out there hasn't watched Maniac, um, turn us off right now. Hop on Netflix. It's like, what, six episodes? Yeah. Watch Maniac. It is f- fantastic. Uh, first season of True Detective. Yeah. Um, he didn't so. do the other two? No. Really? No, Nick Pizz... He wrote all of them, but... But Carrie directed the first season. The first season. And then was just like, all right, you guys have fun now. Bye. Have fun with Colin Farrell and Vince Vaughn in season two. Bye. Um... And still, then, still a good season. It's just when compared to the perfection that is the first season. You yeah, can't, dude. Because Carrie knows what's up. Um, so good. And then, of course, the awesome writing of uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridges. Yeah, I saw her name on there. I go, no way. And then apparently that was Daniel Craig who got her involved. That's cool, man. Um, and then, of course, Daniel himself. This is his, his swan song. Yep. No spoilers. Uh, he's, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridges, man... Um, She's Fleabag, right? Mm-hmm. I love yes, Fleabag. Um, I've, I've watched uh, the first few episodes. I just started. so but uh, it is, I've been meaning to hop into it. It's hilarious. I've been told it's It's so good. Amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. She's great. And yeah, when I saw her name up there, I go, no way. Yeah, you know? uh, Daniel was, uh, yeah, he was he was talking about her being involved in this one. And then I read that he, he was responsible uh, for getting her involved. You know, a main criticism I have with most Bond films is that they're too complicated. You know, which get, is what we were talking about after right, the movie. That yeah. Quantum of Solace and Spectre were just way too overly complicated. Yeah, I mean, not to say that Spectre. I mean, with the great direction of Sam Mendes, but it was just too complicated. This Super one, I felt like it was not really back to basics, but it, it the the plot and the story were. Now, I haven't seen these in a while since I was a kid, so maybe it was my child brain, but even the... I don't know. The Pierce Brosnan ones I thought were too complicated, but maybe it's because I was like, I was a kid and I'm not paying attention, Well, I think it's because... Hang on, everyone. We're going to get to the movie. I think it's because at that point in Bond films, you know, with the changing of the actors, they felt like maybe they had upped the stakes more, maybe? Maybe. I mean, because... Honestly, Pierce's best Bond film is Goldeneye. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then they really shit the bed with uh, uh, Die, Die Again Tomorrow. Die Another Day, man. Oh, yeah. Is Die Another Day. Well, I mean, you might as well, I think you just wrote a Bond film. because that's Die Again Tomorrow? Die Again Tomorrow. I'm 90% certain that's actually a real... It's Tomorrow Never Dies. 
is uh, is another one. Uh, I cannot do these. No, anymore. I think it was Die Another Day. I think you're right. No, 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 Die Another Day. But Tomorrow Never Dies is another one. Oh, <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. And then, um, and then I might be wrong. But then there was the uh, the world is not enough. Right. Yeah, I think that was Timothy Dalton. No, no, no. That's no, still. That these are all Brosnan ones. Well, because his, la- his last one was. Uh, Die Another Day. Yeah, that one. Yeah. With Halle Berry. Yeah. yeah. Did that move? That one. Halle Berry. Yeah, Halle that, Berry. The, one of the main villains gets um, diamonds embedded into his face from an explosion. Yes. That's not how diamonds not work. Not how diamonds work. Um, Did you watch that? <laughs> no, fuck no. Okay. I, I, that's the only thing about that I remember. Uh, but no, anyway, uh, No Time to Die was great. Um, it was great seeing another Bond movie. And uh, and we'll see what they do with the franchise afterward. But yeah, uh, no more Danny Craig. No more Daniel Craig. Uh, I mean, my man's pushing 50. I mean, he... Even he, though, I've said it before and I'll say it again, I don't care how old he is, Andrew Zalba needs to be the yeah. next Bond, which will never happen, but I want him I mean, to be I don't know, man, if he so did, bad. If he did uh, Suicide Squad, and he was doing a lot of, a lot of stunts of that. Squam. Yeah. I, you know, who knows? Who knows? But yeah, so it was great. And I am, those of you who rent movies on iTunes, I am really wanting to rent Nighthouse. They just put that on iTunes. I've been so, thinking about maybe watching that. Uh, I want to watch that bad. So yeah. I'm I mean, because well, Rebecca Hall is great. Uh, and then um, Old Henry. Uh, it's um, uh, Tim Blake Nelson is oh, in a new movie, yeah. in a new western, and uh, the Rotten Tomatoes really good on it. So, not, yeah. I, and that's up for rent, but not to buy. So that um, for right now. So yeah, and it's like seven bucks, you know, yeah. for both to rent both. So hmm. I'm excited. So I really want to see those. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. So so the movie we are discussing today. Um, Yes. This one. It is one of this one. Jeremy's favorites. Yeah. Uh, but it was my pick. Yeah. And this week we are discussing Beetlejuice. Yep. Uh, we will say it more than once, so if he yeah, shows Yeah, I mean, up, that's just how it's going to go, Beetlejuice. Oh, that's two right there. That's two, man. Oh, God. Anyway, so today we're discussing Beetlejuice. <gasps> that's three. Um, I love this movie. I, yeah, man. To me, this is quintessential Halloween season viewings. Yeah, this is how Ashley and I started our uh, Halloween movie marathon. Yeah, um, good choice. My wife and I, uh, since we got married, started doing, uh, when October starts, we watch scary movie, well, all different types of Halloween movies throughout the month, and for the last two years, we have started it with Beetlejuice. Nice. Um, this choice. time, we had no choice. It was like, we have to, I have to, I have, to, have to watch to. it. Yeah. I have to. For the show. Um, but yeah, man, I... This is one of my first exposures to Tim Burton. Of course, the first being Nightmare Before Christmas, as everyone's is. But then it was this one, and man, like, I never saw anything like it. Yeah. And um, and this is Burton very early in the game. Yeah, 1988. Um, yeah, he had just done Pete Brown's Big Adventure. Yeah. And I think that was it. I think this was his second movie because he didn't because after this he did Batman, yeah, um, with Michael Keaton. With Michael Keaton, yeah, yeah. No, I think this was his second movie. Wow, um, you know, it was. It took a while for me to comprehend the fact that he didn't rip this off. Like this isn't a adaptation of anything. Yeah. This isn't. This is like, from his own brain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it it seems so complete 
that yeah. it's like he must have ripped it off because it's such a unique character and it <laughs> seems so complete that it's like was this a comic book or something was this like a like you know original ip somewhere else right no no and especially with you know having a powerhouse as michael keaton mm-hmm. play our titular character and just letting him improvise the entire movie yeah, I think he said 90%. Yeah, 90% of his lines were all improvised. Yeah, one of my favorite things that he improvises, um, and I guess we'll go ahead and just start with, let's just talk about Michael Keaton. Yeah. Um, is uh, he wasn't talking. He had he had broken character, uh-huh. essentially, when he kicks the tree oh, down. I was hoping you would say that. That's one. Yeah, that's the, my favorite line. The nice fucking model Nice line. fucking model! Yeah, um, it's a blooper. He breaks character and... Or, I don't know if Brick's character, but he's like, they, they're done filming the scene. And uh, he kicks the tree down and yells at the production designer, right? In but, character, I guess. But great, because he's looking up, too. So it's yeah, it all works. Yeah, that's one of my favorite lines, because then he does the junk grab. Yeah. yeah. Nice fucking model. Uh, and, they kept, and it made Tim Burton laugh so much that he kept it in. That's, dude, because Michael Keaton's the best. If we haven't, if we didn't, if we didn't gush over him in the Birdman episode. Shout out to our Birdman yep. episode. Uh, Michael Keaton's the best. He's dude. the best, man. He's so good. Um, um, you know, my favorite movie of his is Jack Frost. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just kidding. Oh <laughs> I don't know what I would do if you were ever serious. You're like, no, dude, I love Jack Guys, Frost. I love the only time I'll ever be that serious about a movie like that is B-movie. So. Oh my God, yeah. I love B-movie. Um, but... Uh, Michael Keaton is perfect for this. I, mm-hmm. I love his comedic timing. I love the choices he makes um, for this character that is, in all accounts, a uh, a predator. Uh, oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I think that, you know, if it weren't for Michael Keaton, we would hate this guy. And we wouldn't be rooting for uh, Beetlejuice uh, to... Yes, he's a bad guy, but we're also having a lot of fun with him as well. Like, yeah, I I see what you're saying. Yeah. If, if if it was anyone else, we wouldn't have a musical about him now. Right, exactly. He's just this creepy, you know, uh, sort of sexual predator. Right? Yeah, he really, he um, truly is. Yeah, he he he's um, not yeah. to be confused with the real sexual predator in the film, Jeffrey Johnson. Oh my god. Uh, There's gonna be a lot of uh, RLP, real life pedophile, um, in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, of course, it's before everyone realized that he was disgusting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, Michael Keaton, and I didn't realize it until I read it. He's Beetlejuice is technically only in the movie for like yeah a total of twelve minutes. It's a it's a Sons of the Lamb situation where yeah. we love this character. We can't get enough of him, but he's not in it very long. Yeah, he's right? he's our titular character, but he's really not the focus of it. My second favorite character is uh, their caseworker. Uh, Juno. Juno. <laughs> She's my favorite. I love her so much. With the slit throat and when she smokes the cigarette. Oh, so good. Dude, and great use of a lot of practical, practical, effects. Yeah. practical effects and makeup. Because what they do is they just paint her her throat and give her a like a a sort of like chest piece mm-hmm. for the gap yeah right um so they just paint her throat black and then have the what it's perfect yeah right um, to have the smoke come out of her throat it's so brilliant you, so 
let, let's tell the people who've maybe never seen this movie what is this movie so we we have a a couple who tragically passes away in a car accident which in and of itself is a joke because of the car they're using which is one of the most reliable cars at the time Oh, yeah, uh, and one like of the safest sta- cars yeah, at the station time. Wagon. <laughs> and so, um, and it's like a specific Volvo um, style, wagon, right? Yeah. That is at the time one of the safest cars, which in and of itself is a joke that they that and they well, died. how they die too is, I mean, it's tragic that, but it's also very silly with the dog and with right. Yeah, that it's a very slapstick. Like the dog's uh, body weight is countering the car, <laughs> yeah. and when he jumps off the board, like oh well, there, there they go. They go. Um, and it's they're they live in a very quaint, nice, you know, very you know Mayberry esque town in somewhere in Ohio, I think. Sure, um, and they tragically pass away, um, and they are having to come to grips with being dead and now being ghosts. Right, and I want you to put a picture of it. Um, they do have guidelines. Uh, in their book for the recently deceased. Oh yes, I should have grabbed it. So I, I should could... have because it's a oh, well. uh, But you can put up a, a book. Um, yeah. Thing, uh, which yeah. I love. I love that in this world there is a manual for ghosts. For ghosts to acclimate to being dead. Uh, right? But it reads like serial instructions. It, yeah, it's boring, yeah. right? It's a textbook, you know. Yeah. Um, and so while coming to grips with this. Um, People are starting to infiltrate their house. They're moving into their house. Yeah, uh, which I, I have words about, but we'll, we'll get to about yeah. their their fucking realtor. Friend. I hate the realtor. Yeah, yeah, hate it. Uh, Jane, she's the worst. Yeah, and I love that um, she brags to the that, that she decorated that she the decorated, and that's the one thing they hate about uh, the house. <laughs> uh, but yes, oh, the the Dietzes are yeah. moving in. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I want to say this was Renona, Winona Ryder's like second movie. Maybe I don't know. I don't really know her early filmography that well uh, before Beetlejuice. Yeah, cause because because af- after this, it's you know Edward Scissorhands and Heather's and um, Girl Interrupted and you know Winona Ryder's the is super underrated. Watch more Winona yeah, Ryder. Movies. I mean, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. I mean, she's in oh, a yeah. bunch of stuff, and I you know. Her recent stuff, maybe not as much, but definitely... Jeremy doesn't like Stranger Things. Don't at all. Quit sending him Stranger Things fan fiction. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I don't like it. But yeah, so uh, the Deezes move in, and uh, when they go to um, this sort of afterlife waiting room uh, to go see (laughs) Juno, their caseworker, because not only do you have a handbook to acclimate, but you also get someone to go talk to. You you have a caseworker, but you have uh, X amount of help vouchers. Um, <laughs> now, I will say... Tim Burton doing a really good job of making the afterlife very mundane. Yeah, and just boring. And just, yeah, just like going to the DMV. <laughs> especially with the, the tick and number <laughs> thing. Um, which is very silly. <laughs> Uh, which I love, right? Yeah, I, man. I, I love that, you know, he is, which is why this movie seems so complete, which is why I thought he ripped it off. Um, because he's world building. This yeah. this whole idea of this afterlife and whatever, um, I love. And the guy who smushed, uh, who got run over by the car, <laughs> who's having to be hung by wires. I recently saw something with him in it, and I didn't realize it was the same person. Yeah. Right? 
Uh, I guess, you know, obviously because of the Yeah, because he doesn't look smushed. Yeah, he's not smushed <laughs> in whatever I saw him in. I think he might have just recently passed away, too, um, which is why right, I just thought of but, um, But they have another option. So, of course, Juno tells them, haunt the house, right? Get, get them out on your own. If you want these people out of your house, which, of course, they do, get them out on your own. But then they get this flyer seen above me. Um, saying that there's another option. You can use a bio-exorcist, which is what Beetlejuice is. Um, He is a a ghost in and of himself. Yeah, he's the ghost with the most. Yeah. As some would say. He's the ghost with the most, babe. Well, as he was. Uh, And Juno warns them. Not the first, or maybe she is the first, but definitely not. She's the first to warn them. Not the last to warn them about Beetlejuice. Yeah. He's dangerous. He will not only get them out, but he'll kill them, right? Yeah. Um, and he'll ruin your life, or your afterlife. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they try it out anyway. And it turns out he's been living in their model home, or the, the model, model uh, town, town uh, which I love. I love the the giant version of the model town, right? Yeah. The, uh, the set. Yeah, when when they go into the model, yeah, right, and having to break up the uh, the fake plastic grass or the rubber grass uh-huh. and all that, it's so good. Yeah, it's man. brilliant. Um, yeah, man. He, yeah. Tim, <sighs> Burton knows what he's doing. Burton, I mean, not all the time, but okay, he knows what he's doing most of the time. Look, everyone out there, I love Tim Burton, but I just like Jeremy kind of hinted at. I can acknowledge that. Some of his latest films, not too good. Um, didn't see Dumbo. Heard it wasn't very no, good. No, I didn't see that either. Um, I recently saw Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Is I, um, I don't know how it was marketed as a children's movie. It was not. not. No. Uh, but a lot of his earlier stuff, especially Beetlejuice, how he was able to convince a studio to give him money to do this. I know. Is wild. I know. And um, at least for the distribution, it's Warner Brothers. Yeah, technically it's Warner. Um, At the time, it was... um, Geffen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Which I think is now defunct. Bummer. Um, But anyway. So, um, they request his services... But he, they immediately. Well, I'm yada yadaing through a lot of this, yeah, just yeah. to get to the, just yeah, to get to the they, goods. But they, they learned that, yeah, this is this isn't gonna work. Shouldn't have done it, right? Nope. And of course, they befriend um, uh, Delia, right? No, not no, Delia. Lydia. Lydia. They, Delia is Delia is the mom. It's Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. Uh, they, they befriend Lydia because Lydia can see them because she herself is strange and unusual and unusual. And together they try to stop Beetlejuice from, you know, ruining... Everything. Right. Um, And marrying uh, Lydia. Lydia. (laughs) Because... uh, She's a child, by the way. Yeah, she's at least 15. Yeah. 14. At the most. Yeah, at the most. At the most. Um, Yeah, because he, he, as he claims, he has no rules. But the rule is he has to get married to someone to fully, I guess, re-enter... The living world. I right. Know. Which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but who cares? Right? Yeah. It, it's still a fun Tim Burton ride. Um, they end up, you know, foiling his plans and sending him um, down, bat, yeah, bat. Yeah, down the mouth of a sandworm. And then uh, he's seen in the waiting room. Now, yeah. 
yada yada through a lot of that because I don't want to get too bogged down to the details because I want to talk about these details. Of course. Um, so let's double back and let's talk about the model. So they're in the model. So I I get I can't get over this set. It's so good, right? Yeah. And I just love this. Which is probably why it's one of my favorites, because this is a lot of Beetlejuice time. This is a lot of Michael mm-hmm. Keaton getting to be on screen <laughs> and um, getting this sort of cartoon logic. It's sort of like a la what would what the mask would later do. Right. Yeah. This sort of like cartoonish um, logic. Right. Yeah. He's he's floating. He's uh, changing clothes really fast. You know, he's um, pulling the, random stuff out of his pockets. I which I love. Yeah, here, hold that. And it's hold a that. rat. <laughs> and he's like pulled snakes and stuff out of his pocket. I love it so much. Um, and of course, I love the, um, the oh, do you want to know if I can, the, can you be scared? <laughs> oh, yeah, like, uh, what, are your, what are your qualifications? Oh, yeah. And he, he puts and on that, his voice. Yeah. Oh, I attended Juilliard. Uh, I, yeah, and then, and then he progressively start, turns back into Beetlejuice. I lived through the Black Plague and had a pretty great time doing that. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. I've seen The Exorcist 167 times. <laughs> and it keeps getting funnier every single time I watch it. Now, what do you think? And not to mention you're talking to a dead guy. What do you think? And, of course, the um, the gross-out uh, whatever he does, which we don't get to see, but uh, mm. remnants of on the side. Which I, I read that apparently that's what he really looks like. But, of course, what adds to the mystery is... Well, we don't know what he looks like. Yeah. Only uh, Adam and Barbara know what he looked like. Right. Um, by the way, that's a handsome Alec Baldwin right there. Oh, okay. Hang on. All right. We're going to take a pause on Michael Keaton. Uh, the couple, Adam and Barbara, um, I don't think we get their last name. No, no, no. no. The Maitlands. The Maitlands, yeah. Um, played by uh, Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin. I actually did a little little bit of uh, backpedaling when we rewatched this. This was a lot of people's like only like second or third movie in their career, uh, and Alec looks great, real real handsome guy. Alec, I mean, uh, like I said about Robert De Niro and Raging Bull, uh, Alec was a hottie with a body, man. Hottie with a body, yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 uh, you're and of right. course, I dearly love Gina Davis, yeah. so much, big time. Um, her Yelp in this movie is one of my highlights. Her ah ah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, man. I wonder. I, I've often wondered this. Michael Keaton talks about Beetlejuice a lot, um, but I don't see Alec Baldwin talking about it a lot. Do you think maybe he was just he? Do you think not necessarily that he thinks he's too good for it now? Now that he's like an Academy Award winning actor, but do you think maybe he's just kind of like ah, like that was in the past. I've moved on. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, maybe not enough people talk to him about it. Um, like oh, I loved you in Beetlejuice. And right. He's I, like. I don't think he gets that a lot. No, know? he probably gets, hey, I loved you in Cat in the Hat. Yes. <laughs> That's it. That's what he gets all the time. <laughs> I loved you in Cat in the Hat. He probably, he probably would get out of my face. Yeah. I hate that like, movie. Or, you know, like, I know that some actors, um, it, like, not bottom rung actors, but, you know, actors that are still, like, not A-list, right? Uh-huh. When they are working with someone uber famous. Uh-huh. Right, and they're getting sort of uh, nervous and you know, sort of in their head about it. Mm-hmm. Remembering something stupid they've done in their career, like a really dumb, awful movie, uh. helps. And so, like, remembering that he was in Cat in the Hat, 
You know what I mean? That helps. So do you think like when Edward Norton casted him in Motherless Brooklyn, Edward Norton was like, oh my God, it's a moment. Wait, Wait, he didn't count that. Okay, he doesn't count that. All right. Oh, that's right. And I was in Fight Club. Okay, I'm good. Oh, thank God. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, of course, Alec could do the same thing and be like, he was in Death, Death to Smoochie. Okay, uh, he was in uh, Death to Smoochie. Okay, thank God. Okay. Um, I've, I've heard of <laughs> actors doing that to help That's them. Funny. Right? That's so, so funny. That was a stupid aside. But, um, okay. But anyway. Um, Alec Baldwin, Jeannie Davis. Love Jeannie Davis to death. Um, yes. Of course, this might be my favorite Jeannie Davis, but I also love A League of Their Own. Oh, And awesome. of course, right? Um, yeah. Big fan of Jeannie Davis. I don't know what she's doing these days. Um, I know she did that Exorcist show where Which she played... Was, Awesome. Where she played the adult Reagan. So good. Which, of course, spoiler, because you don't find that out till later. But yeah. um, uh, what a wonderful show. Dad and I loved but didn't, The Exorcist. Uh, sidebar, didn't they... Uh, I heard a lot of people were not too happy with the second season they second did. The second season was... Well, I think they got canceled after the second season. I think so. I don't know if they did a third. And we'll look it up after the episode. But yeah. Um, sure, John chose in that. It's good. Really? It's not bad. Uh, Cowboy Bebop, John Joe? Sure. Of Cowboy Bebop? Of Of future Cowboy Bebop? Uh, Trust me, guys, when that show comes out, Jeremy and I will have opinions of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because Jeremy and I, uh, the only anime I've been able to get him to watch is Cowboy Bebop. That's good. Anyway, um, yeah, so, you know, for as basic as Adam and Barbara are, they're. Also, the most relatable characters. I agree. In the movie, yeah, they're super relatable. They are very dull, but you know they're. Yes, they're dull, but then they become more interesting because they're dead and because they can do all this crazy stuff, like, you know, take off their faces and you know, like, uh, be able to decapitate Adam. Uh, yeah, Adam for a second. You know what I mean? Like, um, and of course, like, that's when they're new at it. Right. Right? Which, one of my favorite sequences is, uh, what's his name, Otto? What's his name? Otho. Otho. Uh, R.I.P. to that guy. Um, yes. He also plays the mayor in Nightmare Before Christmas, R.I.P. Uh, at his uh, memorial service, they played uh, Deo. No. Yeah. That's yeah. fun. I read about that. in his At his memorial service in 2005. That they, oh, that's going to be a whole thing. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. They but, played Deo. Um so he was also in an episode or two of uh, Seinfeld early on. Uh, yeah. Don't so he's wonderful. And when he's walking around with Delia and um, I love that you think they're reacting to them. And of course it's a fake out because they're like, we got to pray the closets are bigger than this one. Yeah. And then he finds their, their wedding uh, attire and he just kind of, I love how he shoves her body out of the way. Like it's nothing. Yeah. Like it's out there cause he can't see it. Right. Yeah. Um, and of course you like, um, Gina Davis's ah. Yeah. What did you think about um, Catherine O'Hare was or I can't do it, but her, yeah, I uh, dude. Okay. Her gross out noise. I also love Catherine O'Hara. Mm-hmm. Um, I love her so much. Finally, uh, getting some uh, some real um, respect uh, yeah. from Shit's Creek, even though she has been good always. Always. She's always been good. Um, have you not? seen any of the Chris Gethard stuff not Chris Gethard um what's his name uh oh no uh, he did um 
for my uh, a mighty wind he did um waiting for guffman and best in show yeah. and he did all the you just named four movies i've never seen okay well Catherine o'hara's in all of those uh <laughs> Catherine o'hara is fantastic uh you know yeah shit's creek is great yeah, it but, is but i mean she should you should have been giving Catherine o'hara respect long before that yeah um which sidebar uh a little inconsistency on my part for the longest time, I thought her name was spelled with a K. And then one time when I was rewatching Beetlejuice, I noticed it was a C. I was like, that's wrong. No, you're wrong. Wrong. And I looked it up. I was like, oh, no, I'm wrong. No, you're wrong. I, I know. Um, I want to say it's because I saw it somewhere with a K. And then that's what I was like, oh, that's how you spell her name. But see, this is a good transition because now we can talk about the... The Dietzes. The Dietzes. Because with... Try not too much to talk about Jeffrey Jones. Um... Because fuck him. Yeah, because okay, he's, look, he's Charles Charles Dietz, Jeffrey Jones. Uh, he just wanted to get the hell out of New York. Which that's I all like, you need to know about. I Charles. like his character, which is a shame because uh, it's a shame that Jeffrey Jones ruins it. Because yeah, I do like his character. I that, like, that he's this burnt out businessman, and he just wants you know peace and quiet. Yeah, and not the exact. He's the exact opposite of Delia, which is you know how they were ever how they ever got together. Sort of a mystery. It's a New York marriage. And is his money, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, because she just makes sculptures. Makes sculptures. And I don't and mean a sculpture like I bought it. I mean like I made it. That's I mean like I made it. It's, it's my sculpture. And he just slams it. Just put it on the coffee table. I love it so much. Um, yeah, Delia is a handful. Um, especially her monologue of the, I will live with you in this house. But if you do not let me gut it out and make it my own, I will go insane and I will take it with me. Um, I- yeah, too late. she's already batshit crazy. <laughs> she's so crazy. Um, Which is so funny that um, it ends up, you know, like we're supposed to think she's awful and in real life he's awful. But yeah. um, so it's like, now nah, I'm with Catherine O'Hara on this one. I'm with Delia on this one. I'm, yeah. Um, and then we have Lydia, Charles's daughter from, I'm assuming... A previous marriage. Previous marriage because, you know, stepmom, right? Yeah, Delia's not my stepmom. Or right. Delia's not my mom. Right. Stepmom calls her Delia, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, these are obvious. Like, it's not her mom, right? Right. Uh, I like that she's super goth, right? Dude. Um, a lot of people's introduction into what it is to be goth, I think. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, well, people are rich, I would assume. Oh, um, yeah. And I... She's very odd. <laughs> um, yeah, right. one of my favorite lines of hers is because she likes photography. Charles is like, you know, we'll build you a dark room in the basement. My whole life is a dark room. <laughs> and she just says it's so, like, to the point. Yeah, she's super emo, like, super goth. Um, and I love her character. I think she's I great. I never noticed it until we were rewatching it for this episode. I laughed so hard when I realized it. Is when they're eating dinner uh-huh. and they're eating Chinese and she's got the veil on. I'm like, wait, how's she eating? How is she, she she taking the chopsticks underneath the veil? And if you notice, she does it. And I was yeah. laughing. She's just like. Now, another thing that I don't know if you've ever noticed is uh, there's a scene where Delia is cooking. She's preparing for the dinner, right? The, right. The dinner party. She is wearing, um, I, I forgot his name already. Jerry Jones' character. What is his name? Charles. Charles. She's wearing Charles' sweater as pants. Oh, I never. I'm gonna have to rewatch that now. <laughs> yeah, she is wearing his sweater as as pants. <laughs> it's awesome. 
so she, oh she's God. putting her legs through the armholes <laughs> because so she's funny. she's like a stupid yuppie artsy piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> so, and it's the sweater that you see him wearing like in the scene before or That's whatever. So funny. I'm gonna yeah. have to. I'm gonna have to look really close. It's to that. very funny. I think because I've never noticed it because she's behind the island. Yeah, and, yeah. and she does walk shot. around, and you can. Yeah, it's so funny. Oh my god, uh, there are little things like that that are just quirks. Like the veil thing, and mm. you know, like her wearing the sweater. That's so as funny. That's just so silly. Um, well, let's let's talk about Otho because he technically sure. is a part of the Deets clan. Otho yeah. is a lot. <clears throat> He's a lot. He's yeah. a lot. He apparently was a chemist, a hairstylist, yep. a renovator. Yeah. He knows a lot about the occult. Apparently, Otho is he's he's he's. He's the he's everything. Apparently. He's he's a know it all, and who knows if he actually does know all that stuff, or if he's just showing off, or if he's just trying to make himself seem more than what he actually is, which is an interior decorator. Yeah, you know, which there's nothing wrong with being an interior decorator. I love, I love the part when he talks about how he used to be a chemist, and he's all like blue green because he yeah because he says the i can't think of the word he's like blue green and he writes i guess like the it's not the sign for it which it's which not. it isn't and he's like you know people forget i was a chemist i was a hairstylist once once and <laughs> Briefly. like uh otho is love just, his voice love how deep he can get love, yeah, yeah um which is wild to think that he's the mayor in halloween I town know. yeah yeah because yeah. he you can hear it a little bit once you know that he is that Otho and him are the same person. Yeah, you're like, oh. Um, but Otho is also the worst too. Yeah, he is the worst. He's I agree. So annoying too. I mean, God. Later, they they're even friends with Robert Goulet. <laughs> you know, uh, at the dinner party, Robert Goulet is there. He's uh, one oh, of he's the, the he's... one who calls Delia the flake. I think so. Oh, no, no. No. Oh, you mean like the end of the movie? No, that's um, Dick Cavett. Uh, so you're, you're talking about the guy that Charles brings in to try to sell him on buying the town. Yeah, he's the mustache guy. The mustache guy that Beetlejuice... Uh, Is he not there at the dinner party? No, not, uh, not the day-o dinner party. He's at the last dinner oh, party okay. at the end of the movie right, with Beetlejuice... Right. Um, yeah, that's Robert Goulet. Uh, str- uh, strength test arms and through the that's ceiling. That's right. <laughs> Uh, no, Dick Cavett is at the dinner party. Who calls Delia a flick? A flick. You've yeah. always been a flick, Delia. Yeah. He walks out. Um, okay. Let's talk about the dinner party. The because dinner party. The, the dinner party, I think, is most people's... If it's not their favorite scene, it's definitely the scene they know When you think... Yeah, I would say when you think Beetlejuice, this is the scene you think about. Yes. Now, it is implied early in the movie that they listen to Harry Belafonte. Yes, that Adam is a big fan of Harry Belafonte. And Calypso. <laughs> um, Which be- is odd, but that's fine. But it's also pretty rad. At the same yeah, time. I mean, it is rad. Um, shout out to Black Klansman. Harry Belafonte is in Black Klansman. Um, <laughs> Didn't you say he it looks rough? He is so old, but of course he's a million years old. Yeah. Like, he's he was old when Beetlejuice came out, so... Yeah. Um, um, yeah, dude, and 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 I love how they've got tapes of him all around the house. Yeah, like tape in the attic, and then when he goes down to the basement, he's got a tape. And yeah, now um, Deo parentheses the banana boat song yes. is. Um, I like that you included the parentheses. Is a great song, but it's not my favorite. My favorite is Jump in the Line, which is which at the we end also of the get right. Um, yes, yeah, so this is this is the dinner party that 
Adam and Barbara decide, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna try a new tactic to yeah. scare them out. And this is probably their most intricate because if you really think about how there's only two of them, how did they manage to? I know. Possess everyone At the and the food. Yeah. And of course, the, you know, what would make anybody just burst out laughing is how it starts with Delia going, Dale. Yeah. And we just got sued. Which, if you funny, if you funny, if you funny, if you funny, if you notice, um, I think they didn't tell uh, Winona Ryder that they were going to do that. That's Because if you look at the scene, she looks like she's genuinely laughing. Yeah. Because she starts like, and then starts like hysterically laughing. So I think they didn't tell her that Catherine O'Hara was going to start this because this yeah. is when just Catherine was possessed. Right. Um, but yeah, then it just all evolves and they're all dancing, escalates, and, and then of course the uh, the shrimp arms and the shoot out. The yeah, <laughs> so good. Um, the whole thing is brilliant and well choreographed and extremely memorable. Yes, um, which is funny because it almost didn't make it into the movie. I read that Tim was really worried that people weren't going to find it funny because he he apparently didn't find it that funny, but he was like, I don't think people are going to like it. Yeah. We'll leave it in anyway. Um, but he's basically like Delia, not Delia, Lydia is basically Tim Burton, right? Yeah. And so like, like... He doesn't. He doesn't strike me as someone who knows who Harry Belafonte even is. But of course he does. But I mean, you know, yeah. It's like I don't know if he would think it's funny because that's not a sense of humor. But I like that he added it in anyway because he's like my sense of humor is not for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not a good baseline for what is funny because I'm Tim Burton and I'm weird. I'm weird. Yeah. Uh, not many comedies in his repertoire, repertoire or flat out comedies. Right. Unless you count Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. I do. Which, yeah, so do I. I love Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Yeah, it's super fun. And Shout out to Lawrence Fishburne in Pee Wee Herman's Big, big House. Uh, Pee Wee's Big House. Pee Wee's House. Whatever. The show. Pee Wee's Playhouse. P- there we go. As a... Uh, and Phil Harmon. What, what's a uh, cowboy... I don't know. Francis or something like that. So wild. It's anyway. so wild that Lawrence Fishburne is in <laughs> Anyway, um, but yeah, dude, the the dinner scene is, I remember actually as a kid being much more scared of it. Oh, really? Because, I mean, yeah, the hands just shoot out out of nowhere. Because they do a really good switcheroo from making them look like... It's silly. ...real shrimp to the fake shrimp. Because I think when the scene starts, it's real shrimp. And then I think it kind of, they pull a switcheroo. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the hands, cause then the hands are all scaly and, yeah. uh, and they even laugh after they knock everyone out of their seats. They're like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, but now that I'm older, I'm like, that's funny. It's funny. Right. And of course it doesn't work because instead of being terrified and running from the house, they love it. Yeah. Uh, as Delia says, I didn't even know I could do the Calypso. No, it's not her. It's the other girl there. That, that woman. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I didn't even know I could do the Calypso. Um, yeah, the woman Dick Cavett's with. Yeah. Dick Cavett, if a lot of you don't know, is um, one of the, I don't know if most famous would work because I'm having to describe to you who he is, but mm-hmm. he was a late night host, a talk show host forever and ever and ever and ever. He's interviewed a lot of famous people. Go check out the Dick Cavett show. 
and YouTube him and you'll yeah. see. get on get on get on the YouTubies. Yeah, it would take me years to even realize it was Dick Abbott. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it doesn't work. It doesn't work, and Lydia is sent up there to bring them down. Yeah, even though in retrospect, had they come down, I don't think any of them, anyone would have actually seen them. Yeah, because because they in, had to put it on the sheets. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, as my tattoo. Yeah, as your tattoo. Yeah, if it, you can see that in the camera, there we go. Um, yeah, but you know, the thing is, yeah, because that's the only time Charles really sees them is the sheets. Yeah. Um, of course, Charles really sees them at the end of the movie, but we'll get there. Right. Um, but then Beetlejuice witnesses this and he's like, nah, I'll show y'all. Not good enough. And this is when we get some of, one of my favorite things that Tim Burton does very early on in his filmography is incorporating claymation within yes. yeah the stop motion and the claymation in a in a live action movie is because this is when we get the beetlejuice snake yeah and one of my favorite lines he says is we've come for your daughter chuck and he <laughs> drops charles from the the top of the staircase yeah um, it's brilliant and the you're right the use of stop motion and uh, claymation with the force perspective with it being in line with everything else the live action it's, it's really good. Yeah, the only m- actual model we get is when he's kind of bearing down on Lydia. Oh, yeah. I think that's the only model we get, but the rest, I think, is all yeah. claymation. And it's great, uh, especially when Barbara comes out and says his name three times, and he turns back into the, the banister. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no! And, and then it goes, <laughs> whoop, whoop, and, and the banister's back. It even makes a noise kind of like that. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, then Beetlejuice decides, you know what? I don't want to work with you guys. And that's when we get his, uh, he turns into a sticker because Barbara picks him up and then he, oh, uh, yeah. he produces spikes. Yeah. And uh, this is when we get the, the Dante's Inferno horror. Yeah. <laughs> this is a kid's movie. Yeah. It's PG. <laughs> I love how Barbara's like, Adam. And he's like, I didn't do that. And it was Juno's idea. Yeah. <laughs> the whorehouse was my idea. Um, now, Juno. My favorite. My yeah. second favorite, of course. Um, I love her interactions with the football team. Uh, like, coach. Where's the bathroom? Like, there's no bathroom. I'm not your coach. He, he survived. survived. <laughs> like, coach. Coach. <laughs> Keep calling her. And then I love, like, after the meeting, she, coach, I don't think we survived that plane crash. You think? <laughs> I love Juno so much, man. Yeah, I can't think of the actress's name, but she's great. I can't either, but um, she's phenomenal, man. I... I love her character. I love just the idea of a case for her for a ghost. <laughs> for ghosts, yeah, um, yeah. And I love that was uh, I did. We didn't talk uh, on it a lot, so I, I just kind of wanted to go back to it. Is seeing all the different ways people have yes. died. Yes, and like, of course the um, the woman, the receptionist, she would not have died um, when she when she shows her her wrist cut. She wouldn't have died that way. It's the wrong way. Oh, and I love, yeah, because I love that that's, we learn about that, like, if I know now, if I knew then what I know now, I would have rethought my little accident, because then it's later on that, you know, because Otho's girlfriend, as she implies that he's actually maybe gay, because she calls him your kind. Well, the, the actor is gay. Yeah. But uh, he's like, you know, this is one of your drab suicide attempts, because you know what they say, when you commit... Commit suicide, you become a uh, 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 service worker in the afterlife, and you're like, 
Uh, or not a service worker. That's not the right. But like, essentially, you you work at a desk yeah. in the afterlife, which makes sense because this pageantry woman. woman is a desk clerk. Yeah. Um, but I love seeing I love seeing the uh, the guy who choked on a chicken bone. Yes. It's, that one's wild. That it, one's in his neck, and they've like extended it. Um, of course, the witch doctor and the uh, explorer. Yeah. Uh, so good. That's a good uh, double. Right, mm-hmm. uh, they go together because like uh, it's just great. Um, I uh, the the guy who got bit by a snake in his uh, sleeping bag because you can see the snake and he's just like the the guy who uh, burnt to death. Oh yeah, and uh, he offers Adam a cigarette, and that's such a great gag too with him just putting his head through the chair and having his little crisp body. Yeah, and it's just shaking like cigarette. Cigarette. Oh no. Yeah, I'm trying to come at it myself. Yeah. Um the woman who's cut in half. The the magician's assistant who's cut in half. <laughs> uh yeah, it's it's so great. Because and I, and you know, through exposition we're told because Barbara's like, you know, is this what happens when you die? And the pageantry lady is like, No, this is what happens when he dies. This is what happens when they die. And this is what happens when you die. It's all very personal. Um did, did you know, sidebar, did you know that since Adam and Barbara technically drowned, the original idea was to keep them wet, keep the, them wet. the entire movie because everyone else. We see how everyone else dies. Yeah. But Tim realized, well, keeping them wet the entire movie is probably going to be uncomfortable and impractical because, uh, you know, they would just, they would be wet the entire time. But yeah. it's funny that, you know, that would be an inconsistency, yeah. right, with the, with the narrative because they, are not showing signs of how they die of how they and everybody else does right yeah i I but i mean i feel like it adds a little bit more mystery to how adam and uh barbara died sure 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 sure. um it's an inconsistency but that's fine uh it's a mistake you know what (laughs) it's a mistake um but of course not a mistake because they talked about it and they thought about it Mm -hmm. but I don't know. Like, I, I'm sure it's a different movie if they were wet the whole time, but I, it would have been cool. It would have yeah. been neat if they were wet the whole time to yeah. show that, you know, they drowned. And um, Yeah. Well, so, Jeremy, are you going to talk about the second dinner scene? The yeah. scene where Otho has stolen the handbook and pretty much tells Charles, like, yeah, I can, I can bring these ghosts here. Because Adam and Barbara don't it's like we want you out of our house yeah. we don't want to interact with you guys yeah um and this is when because another great line of dialogue through exposition is when ghosts are exercised you know they call it the final death because there's no i mean yes ghosts can't come back but for them there is no coming back from being exercised right and that's essentially, the lost the lost souls room yeah great um Great set deck, by the way. Um, that hallway. Oh yeah, having different doors and windows, and, and it's very Tim Burton, right? Mm-hmm. It's sort of it, it's almost German expressionistic, right? Yeah, which is, having slants. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Which I guess it is German expressionistic, but um, <laughs> not almost it is. Uh, and the 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 floor of the hallway, it's like super weird, and you know, yeah, the, it's like the forced perspective like room where like if you were to stand, yes, on, yes, on a on an elevated plane, you look bigger than someone standing, you know, yeah. right. Which I think that was the point is to make it look yeah, it's look super like weird and off putting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so they 
uh, Otho, to prove that he knows what he's doing, he exercises Barbara and Adam mm-hmm. uh, to show that they are real. But, as we learned, that if the exorcism completes, Barbara and Adam are done for. Even though they're already dead. Dunzo. They, they are, uh, they're Dunzo's but Gunzo. Yep. And so Lydia enlists Beetlejuice help. And uh, this is when we get this whole, like, come to think of it, I don't have any rules. But I got to get married. Yeah. Um, and and I, I love the, you know, he's doing that pocket thing again. And he gives, he finds the ring and with the finger. He uh-huh. goes, she meant nothing, nothing to me. To me. <laughs> um, but see, that's, so that's, that's another of my favorite things when he comes back. Well, as he says, you know, he's back. And then uh, he's like, thank you. After he uh, skyrockets... Uh, the the two Robert people Robert and the other woman yeah yeah and he's like thank you thank you and that is why I won't do two shows a night anymore babe I won't now what do we have here tonight kids yeah he's uh, and of course the the checkered suit and which is iconic and I almost texted you like bro Spirit Halloween has it go buy it <laughs> and they even have his wedding suit ah oh, the wedding suit now her wedding dress is red yeah because uh, there is a like a little sing song he sang um married in red better be dead or something like that like it's ah. like it's yeah there's like a saying yeah for it. future rain will probably find it and sure find it and splat it on the thing i don't care but uh, uh <laughs> but yeah so beetlejuice sort of saves them saves the maitlands and this is one of my favorite parts and good use of practical makeup when adam's jaw falls off yes and because he, he's like and it his jaw pops down and Barbara's trying to hook it back in. Um, yeah, and uh, also with the um, the zipper and the metal plate. Yeah. Uh, where he winds up and throws the metal plate, that I liked. Uh, yeah, because uh, Adam can't get Beetlejuice's name out to save his life because first Beetlejuice knocks his whole jaw and mouth out. Yes. And then, uh, then makes him... Then transports him to the model. Right. But Barbara's able to get it out twice, and that's with the... Before he zippers up her mouth, and then she unzips her mouth. And I love the... Yeah. 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 Uh, Sorry for being able to listen. No, it's not. (laughs) But they they save the day because he makes the fatal mistake of sending Barbara to Saturn, where the sandworms are. Everyone knows this. Everybody knows the sandworms are on Saturn. Okay. All right. Uh, and, you know, sandworm attacks are up by 15% this year. Yep. You know? Damn sandworms. Um, and then Barbara somehow <laughs> comes back from Saturn yep. and crashes through the house and the sandworm eats Beetlejuice and... He ends up in the waiting room. He ends up in the waiting room because technically he has now died twice. Yeah. Because I, I I will say that's the only part of the movie I don't get. Because if he's technically already dead, yep. how can he be dead again? Who does? But, um... That means, like, he has to get another caseworker? Yeah. That's funny. Um, which... Uh, and then he pulls the old switcheroo kind of thing where he's, like... Love it. One billionth place in line, but then the, uh, the witch doctor next to him is next in line. And, yeah. And I just love his whole, like, hey, let me ask you a question. How, how do you get him so small? And, hey, yo, is that Elvis? Hey, yo, King! And he switches him out, and he's like, oh, looks like I'm next. <laughs> And then the witch doctor uh, shrinks his head. Yeah. And, you know, I, I love that. You know, it's 1980 CGI, but it's really good. It right? is uh, really good. It's pretty good. And um, 
I just like um, that that whole thing was shot. It was reshot. It was it was reshoot. They were like, you know, it'd be funny, you know. And they go back and reshoot, it, and then they uh, that, uh, when they put it in the movie. That's really funny. Yeah, uh, because then. Then we get to check up on um, the Maitlands and the Dietzes. They have decided to share the house. Live in harmony. Live in harmony. I think it's more of Adam and Barbara are going to live downstairs and the Dietzes are going to live upstairs. I think. I don't know. Because if you notice, Adam and Barbara are re-redecorating back to how they had it. Yeah. Um... And they, they're essentially, if I'm being honest, they're essentially raising Lydia. Yeah, together, yeah. Yeah, uh, because they're helping. Because they helped her study for the math test. Math test and the science test. And, you know, apparently Lydia wants to get possessed. Uh, and the only way she could have gotten possessed is if she got good grades. Right. And Adam's like, oh, I don't know about that C in, in science, though. Because yeah. she didn't want to dissect a frog. Right. Uh, no one does that anymore. No. Um, because it's against her religion. Which, yeah. which I love is a great little yeah. little line. Um, and so Adam's like, all right. And then this is when we get our second... Jump in the line. Jump in the line. Um, where Lydia is possessed and singing, dance, uh, jump in the line. And I love that Charles is reading the like the handbook for harmonious living. Yeah. And he's like, this reads like stereo instructions. Oh, Lydia got an A. <laughs> uh, and then uh, she makes that the, the sculpture the, of the sculpture of Beetlejuice. He, goes, he likes it. He likes it. Yeah. And of uh, course, the football team um, on the on the staircase. It's, it's wonderful. You know, the the whole movie is wonderful, and I, I I love it. And so. that's Beetlejuice. That's Beetlejuice. I love this movie very very much. Um, again, Michael Keaton. It's still you know, yeah. Without him, the movie's garbage. Yeah. Um, and the woman to play you. Know. Yeah. I, I tried to see if, which I wasn't really committed to researching this deeply, but I was trying to see if, if anyone else was um, in the running to play Beetlejuice. But I, like I said, I didn't really commit that far into researching that. Because they're, you know, the movie is synonymous with Michael Keaton. You know, like the 4K deluxe version I have says Michael Keaton is Beetlejuice. Yeah. You know, like... Yes, the rest of the cast is fantastic, except for Jeffrey Jones. He can go fuck himself. Yeah. Um, but, like, you don't look at... You don't find, like, a Beetlejuice, like, Blu-ray, and it says, like, Alec Baldwin. Gina Davis. Gina Davis. It's, it's Michael, Michael Keaton. Um, yeah. And, you know, he and Tim had such a great relationship that the very next year, they did Batman together. Batman. 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 And now Michael Keaton is going to be back as Batman after almost... 30 years. 30 years. Yeah. Uh, are you going to see that movie? Just so you can see Michael Keaton again. It's the Flash movie with Ezra Miller. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see that one because I love Ezra Miller. I think he's the he's the best part of the new DCU, in my personal opinion, um, is Ezra Miller. I well, think he's so and, good. And I like that... So well cast. Hang on, everyone. And I like that in the new Snyder Cut, the Flash gets way more screen time and way more character Again, development. Again, I didn't see the original, so I just saw the Snyder Cut. I will let you borrow the original and then never. I will let you throw it away. Never! I do love Ezra Miller, as we discussed in, in our... We Need to Talk About Kevin? We Need to Talk About Shout Kevin. Shout out to our We Need to Talk About Kevin episode. But yeah, um, yeah, man. The movie, the movie I don't think would work if you had any other comedic actor. No, I agree. And, you know, at that time, he was essentially a comedic actor. Yeah, this is before he crossed into dramas yeah. so seamlessly. 
Um, you know. Jack Frost, like I said. Uh, <laughs> Most dramatic movie of our time. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yep. Ashley and I put that on our list, I think, last year for our... Because we also do it with Christmas movies. And uh, we started to watch it, and I was like, oh my god, I forgot how fucking awful Oh, you started movie. watching him? We literally fast-forward till he becomes a snowman, and then we're like, oh my god. Oh, and so we fast-forwarded more, and we're like, it's still going. It's still bad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the movie is so dumb. Did you get to the part where they throw snowballs at him? And, and he, he has boobs? breasts, and he's yeah. like, ah, oh, boobs. And uh, then that's when I learned that... Too funny. I also learned this when they originally had George Clooney in yes, mind. Yes, because the puppet looks like George Clooney. But then George dropped out in the middle of filming, and they're like, oh, fuck. And so they brought in oh, Michael God. Keaton, but they couldn't... They didn't have the money to redo the puppet. So they're like, well... I mentioned them before. How did this get made? Uh, they have an episode on uh, Jack. Jesus Christ. So, uh, and it's awesome. It's so fucking funny. And one of the it's a live episode. Sorry, we'll get. Uh, and one of the um, they allow the audience to ask questions, and those they go and they'll pick people out of the audience. Uh-huh. And this guy goes, "I watched the horror movie Jack Frost. Uh-huh. They watched the wrong one." And they're <laughs> like. Did anybody else watch the and like uh, several people raised their hands? He goes, "Oh man, you know, um, they watched the, the horror movie, the Jack, horror movie called Jack Frost, which is like I think it's like what a, a demon possessing a snowman. I would assume it's the exact same movie, but it's scary. That's that's what I, I think he it eats is. people, yeah, or something. And but instead of a instead of a dad trying to make it big as a musician, I'm serial killer dad I don't know maybe who knows? yeah maybe and it's still Michael Keaton and like it's not wouldn't it be wild it'd be so wild um, and I just thought that was funny that like was... hey Michael we got we got an idea for you okay what is it you're gonna you're gonna be a dad but you're gonna die but you're gonna come back as a snowman guys I already did this movie no no no, no, no. but you're gonna eat kids and he's like go on I'm listening, I'm listening. Um, so it, what we're saying is we love Michael Keaton and even though he does stuff like, you know, Jack Frost. Um, he's Jack, still great. And Jack Frost and Herbie Fully Loaded. Oh, I didn't see Herbie Fully Loaded. Don't. Unless you love Lindsay Lohan. I've never seen a Herbie movie at all. Neither have I. I've only seen that one. Oh. Yeah. That's a shame. It's because it before You Lindsay. probably wouldn't have gotten all the really subtle references of these <laughs> movies. But they open it with all the other movies. Like all of Herbie's past adventures. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Just enough to make... People who've never seen a Herbie movie understand. Oh, oh so it's like a sentient car? That's weird. Yeah, it's, it's cars, but in real life. Oh, okay, it's real life cars. With Lindsay Lohan. And uh, and uh, um, Matt Dillon. How they got Matt Dillon to be in this fucking movie, I don't know. Just go watch House Jack Bill. <sighs> <laughs> oh Shout out to our House of the Jack Bill uh, episode. Yeah. I uh, love the House of Jack Bill. Anyway. Yes, so there is no Beetlejuice without Michael Keaton. No Beetlejuice without Michael Keaton. Um, now, before we get to our wrap-up, um, do you believe the rumors that there is going to be a sequel? It's on IMDb. I mean, yeah, but there's a lot of shit on IMDb well, that's Well, here's just what's rumors. funny is that they wanted um, to do a sequel. Um, Where he goes to Hawaii? Yeah, Beetlejuice. I think it's Beetlejuice goes Hawaii. Yeah, Beetlejuice goes Hawaii, and, and yeah, I would have said it. Um... But Tim was like, no, man. Yeah, well, he was having some trouble with the studio just because he was just flabbergasted by just how different their visions are. Because 
he had ideas for the title, right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to call it Beyond. And so after a couple of denials, he just goes, okay, what if I just call it Scared Sheetless? Oh, yeah. And they're and like, they go, okay. Oh, that's a good one. He goes, no. Absolutely <laughs> goes, not. I was joking. So, yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if... I read somewhere that Tim is working with someone to potentially write a sequel. And apparently Winona God, and Michael Keaton have both said, like, we would do it. God, just let it go. Let it go. It's too, like, okay, look. I was talking about this the other day. Too far gone. Um, when, when a good sequel comes, it's not a bad thing. But when there's too much of a gap. Yeah. Like, perfect example. Anchorman. Anchorman is fantastic. Too much of a gap for oh, a see, sequel. Oh, see, I liked the other one. I liked I the mean, second one, too. I, look, I thought it was really The funny. second one was funny, but there was too much of a gap. There, there are examples where it works. I think the only true modern-day example would be Blade Runner 2049. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that gap works in its favor. That's because Denis Villeneuve was like, hey, yeah. you know this movie that flopped in the 80s? Give me $500 million, me and I'll make it better. Give me that. Give me that. And Ricky um, Scott, give me the rights. And I, but the gap works in its favor, and well, it was a gap in real time. They used the thirty years of time, mm-hmm. and from release date, you know what I'm saying? Like they used that in its narrative, so it's not like we're going not as far into the future or further into the future. We're doing the exact time since its release, which I liked. I'm surprised you didn't uh, bring up another example. The movie we literally watched last night is oh. that's a real time gap that is a real between gap. Spectre and No yeah. Time to Die. Well, I didn't see Spectre, so well, I did, <laughs> but I didn't finish it. But so. yeah, no, I I agree. Unless my only thing, if a Beetlejuice sequel is to come, my only thing is the script would have to be on point. Yeah, it would have I to mean, be on point, and you would have the to. The story would have to be to where, like, you know, like, I guess my only thing is, guys, like. We forgive you, Jeffrey Jones. Come back. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh, no. Just kidding. Uh, he's a monster and he deserves to die. But um, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want a sequel. No. Let it go. It's like I don't – just like I don't want an Edward Scissorhands sequel. No. Quit it. Stop, Stop it. it. Stop it. Smack um, your hand away. Stop it. Yeah, and, and, and for those out there who consider the show a sequel – you're wrong. I do like the show. I, I did like the show as a kid. I watched it all the time. I the have thing, the DVDs. The only thing I didn't like about the show, man, is the relationship. Yeah, the relationship between, changed. Between Beetlejuice and Delia. Yes, they're friends. And Beetlejuice is less... Um, creepy. Creepy and predatory. Yeah, he's he's less but, horny. <laughs> which it makes it all the more worse because then like Lydia is like 10 years old in the show. Yeah. And it's like... This ten-year-old is hanging out with this like thousand-year-old ghost. It's fine. It's weird. It's fine. It's weird. It's fine for me. I I don't mind. It's weird. I know, but I, I don't like to think about it. You know, I like weird. the show. It's fun, and uh, I love the opening. Um, the the opening to the show. The uh, yeah, sequence. That, I really I mean, like Tyler's sequence. Um, do you, have you heard anything from the the uh, musical that they yeah. did on Broadway? So sidebar, and then we'll wrap up everyone. Um, so the musical Tim Burton um, was more of a consultant on they in uh, the sets they used a lot of his original uh, uh, sketches and sketches stuff. and yeah, stuff. Got it, got it, got it. Um, but he pretty much just was like, 
he was like, yeah, that's good. And I've heard a couple of the songs, and the guy they have playing Beetlejuice is pretty decent, actually. Um, the um, Is he in it more? Because, like... Yeah. Okay. Because he opens the... Uh, he opens the... The thing I'll when we're done recording, I'll, I'll play a little snippet of the, the soundtrack. Fine, but uh, but anyway, so Jeremy, are you ready to wrap up? Wrap up, wrap up. I am. Um, yeah, man, Jack Frost is great, and <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, I'm glad we got to talk about it. Um, yes, is that not what we were talking about? Jack Frost in 1988. Yeah, yeah, Beetlejuice is amazing. I watch it every year, pretty much. Um, yeah. I even watch Haley's it. When it's not, not super into it. Um, Make her watch it. 80 more times than she'll be into it. Yeah. <laughs> sure. They say more is better, right? That's what they say. Um, <laughs> and I, I love it. Uh, the only other one that I think is closer to Mi Corazon in terms of Halloween films is The Addams Family. Uh, the Raul Julia. Obviously. Um, yeah. Not Addams uh, Family Reunion where Raul Julia had passed away and so they got yeah. A boy, Tim Curry. Tim Curry, yeah. To take over the role. I mean, look. Daryl Hannah. No. Who is that? Who's uh, who's Mortician in that one? Not Daryl. Maybe it is Daryl Hannah. Shit. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Angelica Houston didn't come back? No. Really? So she did two movies with Raul Julia, then when he passed away, she was like... It's the closest you get to the series, which the series is amazing. Go watch the 60s uh, series. Uh, 1964 to 1966. Uh, go watch The Addams Family. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. Probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, uh, Beetlejuice is great. Uh, I knew you would dig it. Yeah. Uh, and yes, just like I mentioned uh, in our Dark City episode, I rewashed the shirt. Yay! So I could wear it again. Yay! Uh, which I love how this is the untainted version of the house. Right. Before the deets is... Uh, Add on to Bastardize it. it. Yeah, they do. Um, love the house. Yeah. Uh, I got a compliment on it. Because oh. it doesn't say Beetlejuice anywhere on the shirt. You would on have the that. back. On the back it does. But if you're just looking at me, you would have you would have to know the, the movie. And I got a compliment. So I was like, oh, Beetlejuice, oh my god! I was, Beetlejuice. Like, I was like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you also had a fucked up childhood, right? Yeah, right. You were great. I'm like, oh, I'm all neat. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, man. Uh, I knew it was time to do a Tim Burton movie. And what better way to start off with... I agree. Uh, with Beetlejuice. I agree. I probably will pick other ones later on, some that I really love, and some that I've been meaning to watch, like uh, maybe later on Big Eyes. I've heard that's fantastic. I haven't seen it. With uh, our boy Christoph Waltz. And Amy Adams. And Amy Adams. Yeah. Um, so, Jeremy. Yes, sir. Uh, what are we talking about next week? So e- Even though I know what we're talking about so next week. we're definitely not just going to change shirts and do this back-to-back, so don't don't think that. That's not what we're going to do. Stop thinking yeah, that. Yeah, stop thinking that. Roger. Um, next week, for you, uh, our audience, um, we will be discussing, um, and this is the first time we've done this, uh, doing a, a movie that's so new. Well, no. We did Parasite. Oh, that's true. So this will be the second time. Okay, second time. You're right, because uh, we did Parasite. We, uh, that we've done a movie that has just recently left theaters. Yeah. Uh, guys, we are going to be uh, discussing David Lowry's The Green Knight. Oh, my God. Uh, I next week. passed out at work when you said, like, oh, by the way, we're going to do... I was like, we're going to do The Green Knight. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, dude, I'm so excited. It works with my theme uh, for, uh, for this season and um, maybe my favorite film of the year. Uh, yeah. Probably. Yeah, man. It was... So far. It was so rad when we went and saw it, dude. 
so good. Watched it last night, a little bit this the, this morning, last morning, this afternoon. Um, I was so tired last night. Um, yeah, No Time to Die was long. It was long. But it was good. It was almost three hours. But it was good. It was good. Uh, but man, I'm so, dude. Yeah, The Green Knight, man. Um, very excited. Dev Patel gives an amazing performance. But really, the, the crowning achievement is David Lowry and yeah. his, his vision. So. Um, yeah, which we'll get into. Uh, um, so just to warn everyone before we close out this episode, when we do The Green Knight, we may be talking more about I feel like, because we were kind of talking about it a little bit earlier, the mythology behind everything. So, my mom especially, we will discuss the movie, but we will probably take a break to discuss mythology. And It matters. It matters uh, for, like, choices for the filmmaking, too, yeah. because, um, you know, he had to choose directions on where to go, because there are different variations of the story, and he mm-hmm. cherry-picked things that he liked and things that he thought would fit with this version best. And so um, it does matter to know where those things came from. So I I think that, you know, it's necessary. Absolutely. Anyway, we hope you guys enjoyed Beetlejuice and uh, we'll see you next week for the Green Knight. Shake, 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 Sinora. <laughs>